Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Perrier Tank Lines, the Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series, short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, recaps, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It happens on the Cars Tour. Stickered Up is chewing on it. Here's your host, Stephen Dunn. And welcome into another edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We're in one of the most condensed parts of the 2023 schedule. Uh, just wrapped up race number four for the late model stock cars and number three for the pro late models this past weekend at A Speedway. Fast forward, we're less than um, a week away from going to North Wilkesboro for a Wednesday night race, and then we'll wrap up the month of May at Tri-County Speedway in Hudson, North Carolina with the $30,000 to win late model stock car old north state national before we get too far down the road we want to recap what happened at a speedway this past friday night we saw first time winner on the pro late model side connor zillich the winner caden quapple finished second katie hedinger third tj mcclair finished fourth brett cruz fifth mike hopkins the point leader he came home sixth brett suggs seventh dawson sutton finished eighth clint king was ninth and lee tissett round out the top 10 24 pro late models took the green flag this past Friday night, taking a quick look at the pro late model point standings heading into North Wilkesboro next Wednesday night. Mike Hopkins retains an 11-point lead over second place Katie Hedinger. Caden Quapple third. Brett Suggs fourth. Ashton Higgins fifth. Luke Mornay is seventh tied with Brett Cruz. Austin McDonald is ninth and Dalton Sutton round out the top ten. Going back to the nightcap at A-Speedway, the full moon was out. We had quite carnage in the late model stock car race. Again, 35 late model stock cars took time. Only 28 took the green flag. Back to our friends at Flow Racing with the recap. Into the KRC Power Steering Start Zone, Carson Quapple gets us going, and the Accelerating Graphics 315 is underway at Ace. Oh, contact there in the middle of the pack. Two cars bouncing off one another. That was Zach Miracle in the 32. Got up to and into the side of the 14 of Dylan Ward. And we're three wide in the midfield. They're three wide. They're almost looking four wide. I never thought I'd see that at a speedway. But yet here we are as they sort it out into the KRC Power Steering restart zone. And we are back underway with Carson Quapple able to just clear Connor Hall for the race lead. Perhaps no. Hall has a nose up top, but Quapple gets the job done off at of turn number two. We got a car that has had a problem, and it's Jacob Hefner. And there's oil all over in turn number three. Connor Jones has spun, and Honeycutt has also gone around after Jacob Hefner's car went up in a ball of flame. This one through the KRC Power Steering restart zone. We are back underway as Carson Quapo leads the field into turn number one. Connor Hall trying to hang tough on the high side. Millington third, and then Brendan Queen, beneficiary of the choose line, decided to go second car on the outside line to try to jump up a couple of positions. We're back into the KRC Power Steering restart zone. 58 laps to go around the famous four-tenths mile. Carson Quapple, probably the worst jump he's gotten of the night. Connor Hall will see what happens with that outside line. And Hall looks for the crossover on Quapple. Into three, almost contact. 
and Quapel's able to drive away, but I thought Connor Hall had one heck of a run built up. I don't know. He returns three and four. Carson Quapel will receive the white flag. One more trip around a speedway. Ten times in series history has a driver gone back-to-back. -back. Seven different drivers have accomplished the feat. None of them have been able to win three straight until tonight. Off the turn number four, Carson Quapel wins the Accelerator Graphics 315 at Ace Speedway. Carson Quapel, your winner, his third win in as many races here in 2023. He's won three out of the first four Cars Tour races on the late model stock car side. Ryan Millington finished second, Connor Hall third. Brendan Queen fourth, Bobby McCarty, who started 18th all the way back up for a top five finish. William Sawalowicz finished sixth, Mason Diaz with a strong run. He finished seventh, Caden Honeycutt eighth, Lane Riggs ninth, and Brandon Pierce round out your top ten. Again, 35 cars took time, 28 uh, started the race, and uh, it was it was crazy. It, it just, uh, Jacob Hefner went for a spin, uh, caught on fire, and then there towards the end of the race where you had Ryan Wilson and Chase Burrow, uh, Chase Burrow actually ending up on the roof. I'm glad that all of those drivers are okay heading into North Wilkesboro uh, next Wednesday. Taking a quick look at the point standings heading into the Window World 125 at North Wilkesboro next Wednesday night. Carson Quapple with a comfortable 32-point lead over Connor Hall and Brendan Queen. Those guys tied for second. Deke McCaskill, the winner at Southern National. He's fourth. He's 43 markers behind. Chad McCombie, fifth. Ryan Millington, sixth. Jacob Hefner, who had a bad night at A Speedway. He falls from third to seventh in the championship stand. Caden Honeycutt, eighth, Mason Diaz, ninth, and Bobby McCarty round out the top ten. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out on this segment of Stickered Up. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, sticker up. When we return, we will talk with 2022 NASCAR National Champion and six-time Cars Tour winner on the late model stock car side, Mr. Lane Riggs. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. For laser cutting and CNC bending. Geo Cut for media blasting and surface conditioning. Geo Cut, South Boston, Virginia for powder coating. Geo Cut. On demand laser cut parts. Just go to geocutfabrication.com. Upload your part drawing. Select the material and quantity and then see your instant quote immediately with the option to order right then and there. 434 201 4824. Geocutfabrication.com. 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. One part or one million parts. Geocut has you covered. Courier Tank Lines, a trucking company run by drivers for drivers. For over three generations, Courier has been leading in driver happiness, client satisfaction, and safety. They love trucking, family, and racing. As a Courier driver, you'll earn up to $100,000 per year plus exceptional benefits, including exclusive access to Courier racing events. Enjoy flexible scheduling, career path opportunities, zero split seating, and much more. Visit drivepurrier.com to learn more. We're all familiar with the term batteries not included. Well, that does not apply to Volt Battery distributed by Meredith Battery. They're all about batteries. Meredith Battery has Volt Batteries for all applications, including auto, marine, commercial, golf cars, power sport, and motorsport. Meredith Battery of Anderson, South Carolina. Their Volt Battery customers are frequent visitors to Victory Lane at your local short tracks in the southeast each and every week. For more information and to buy your next Volt Battery, contact the team at 864-226-9090. 
864-226-9091. And on Facebook and Instagram, Volt Battery, distributed by Meredith Battery, the official battery of the Cars Tour, and the Stickered Up Podcast. GXS Wraps is your one stop for all your vehicle and motorsports graphics needs. Since 2018, GXS Wraps has offered turnkey solutions including design, printing, and installation of premium final graphics for fleet vehicles, personal vehicles, and race cars. 100% of our services offered are completed at our 4,800 square foot facility located in Apex, North Carolina. Check us out on the web, gxswraps.com, or give us a call, 919-213-0371 to get started on your next wrap. GXS Wraps, the official graphics partner of the Cars Tour and the Stickered Up Podcast. Practice, race, win. At Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW chassis, they feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory lane. Online at performancecenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400. This is Mason Diaz, driver of number 24, Cyrod Carriers, Late Mall Stock. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Green flag back in the air, this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast for the Cyrod Carriers Cars Tour. Joining us via the GSX Wraps Hotline. The 2022 NASCAR National Champion and six-time winner on the late model stock car side of the Cars Tour. He's a familiar name here with the Stickered Up Podcast, Mr. Lane Riggs. Lane, welcome back to Stickered Up Podcast. Yes, sir, Stephen. I appreciate it. It's always an honor to be on the show. More and more people are watching every weekend listening. I, I, I tell you, we've we've really picked up some traction, and I think a lot of that has to do with the Cars Tour as a whole, with the with the new ownership group, and and man, I know that you um you didn't start the year with us on the Cars Tour, um really diving into the schoolwork, making sure that you're getting uh, the T's crossed and the I's dotted when it comes to your schoolwork, but man, you jumped back in uh, at Hickory a couple weeks ago, and um. I'm not going to say shell shock, but obviously not what what you and your guys had helped to do. But talk a little bit about stepping back into the cars tour after being gone for, you know, a little over a year chasing a national championship and, and how things have, have changed in that year. For sure. The competition is harder than ever. And we can uh, we can all attest to that. Everybody that races and you know the veterans and I know me and Bobby McCarty and Deke, probably the the longest running in the tour right now we're just like gosh it was so much easier remember when we used to race up front every weekend and we was it was normal now we got to fight for 10th place it's a it's a lot different aspect so yeah last year we we had such an amazing season and so long 60 some races we counted um you know at the end of the season and you know we have all volunteer help as everybody knows on our team and it's uh, very hard to run that many races with people that have full-time jobs and doing all the work ourselves in the car and be able to just jump back next season right at the beginning of February and get back going. So I, I gave my guys a rest, gave Dad a break, uh, gave all the guys on the crew a couple vacation weekends, let them relax. They they worked their tails off last year to do what they could to, to get me to where I'm at. So the best thing I could do is just you know sit back, we'll rebuild our cars, um, you know, all the cars were wore out, you know, all oil coming out of the seals and, you know, just rough looking. So we, we had to put some bodies on, make everything look pretty and just regroup for this season. And 
Yeah, the last thing we did was was wanted to run at Kenley this year and in, in Florence and two tracks that definitely wish that we could have run at, but you know, just with the schoolwork and right now we're in finals week and everything's starting to slow down a little bit. So the the schoolwork's slowing down and the race is picking up. So it's my favorite time of the year for sure. Elaine, I do want to ask you, you know, you kind of got back into a little bit more of what your fans uh, and car tour competition expect from you. Uh, I did have a solid top 10 finish at Ace this past weekend, uh, but heading to a racetrack on Wednesday night uh, next week that you have never seen uh, as far as a lap. Um, and, and you talk about competition being tough at a racetrack that you've won races at. Now you're going to be going up against guys in the cars tour that have had a race here a year ago, and and you're going to be running against NASCAR Hall of Famers, NASCAR, you know, uh, Cup champions, and, and some of the up-and-coming NASCAR Cup guys on Wednesday night. How quickly can you get up to speed when you get onto the property on Tuesday afternoon with those first practices in the late model? Yeah, I was just looking at the schedule. I'm pretty surprised that we didn't have more practice. I understand with all the other classes there and everything, but you know, cars tours always on Friday or the, the, the whatever the day before the race is, you get an hour and then you get two thirty minutes, and then on race day you get two thirty minutes. And you know, we were expecting that. And I, I actually just last night I looked at the schedule. And I was like, oh, we're only going to get twenty minute practices. But uh, I, I think that's just going to be us doing our homework at home, uh, making sure that off the trailer we're we're on the money. Our travels are right. We've try to kind of talk to some people but you know not many people want to give you too much information especially if they ran there last year they want to hold what they got but you know load numbers and uh, travels and cameras and stuff like that just to get us in the ballpark so we're not just totally in left field when it comes to that but the biggest thing there is just you know i know that i racing has the track on there i'll try to run that a little bit uh, but the biggest thing is just be natural about it i can't really go in thinking about it or who i'm racing against i'm just going to go in there and run laps as good fast as i can that's that's what i can always do but you know, I'm really excited to run against these guys. It's going to bring uh, a lot more people to watch us regulars, you know, especially you know, getting to race against the top 26 in points too, um, see these guys compete and how good we really are. I, I mean, these guys are cup champions, but my prediction is they're going to struggle. I don't yeah. see a cup driver winning this race. I, I see – Carson or Connor Hall or the people that have been up front every single week, I see them dominating this race. And luckily, I'll be hopefully I'll be up there if I'm lucky. Yeah. Uh, I think these guys with the bias ply tires and uh, I know their confidence levels are going to be high coming in. They're like, oh, these guys, we'll show them what race is all about. But I yeah. truly think after this event, there's going to be a lot of surprise people. Yeah, and and to, and to speak to that, a, a couple of things that I do want to ask that uh, that you just mentioned. Um, you know, Dale Jr. Uh, made a made a very bold statement at the at the Cars Tour banquet that late model stock car racing is a different animal, and, and the reason he didn't start doing it sooner uh, after he retired from Cup is because he didn't. He said he said I, I didn't want to get my ass kicked, right? And 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 I think there's some some truth to that because you know yeah I think he of all the Cup drivers I think I think he's going to be the one that probably has the best chance to win based on him running that race last year finishing uh, third uh, to his teammate Carson Quapel and Mason Diaz. Um, but it, but another question I want to go back that you mentioned, the iRacing. How much can you take from from running some iRacing events at North Wilkesboro over the next few days as far as the line, the braking points? Are those things that you can pick up on you think that will really adapt when you jump into the car on Tuesday afternoon? 
Well, maybe a little bit, just uh, more visual things. But when it comes down to exactly where you're going to break and where to turn in and, you know, tire wear and, and things like this, tire racing is always fun to get on there, beating or banging with your guys and friends on the game. But I've noticed that iRacing is, is more of a racecraft thing. Uh, it's, it's good to get your racecraft restarts line management, uh, being able to run the same lap every time, but, you know, truly going on there in a test session and testing for a track, it's never really been a straight correlation. The only time I've ever felt that is on the Toyota simulator running for the truck series, and it's super in-depth. And I know that uh, these truck drivers are going to get an opportunity to run the actual scan track with Toyota Movement Sim, and uh, that's going to be really nice. I wish that I had the opportunity to do that, but <laughs> I'm just going to have to go in there and just be smart and just – be a pure race car driver, go in there and, and feel what I have to, and I'll probably pick up pretty quick, hopefully. Speaking of the truck series, a couple of starts a, a year ago uh, with Friesen uh, that, that went, you know, uh, better than better than some people probably expected for you. And, and then you got the opportunity to get back in a truck in Atlanta uh, not too long ago. Talk about how that deal came together and, and about that weekend in Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, it was, it was very last minute, you could say. Um, David Gillen and everybody at Tricon, they called last minute. It was the Wednesday before the race. Uh, and they're like, Hey, we don't have a driver. We need, they were still in the points pretty good for owner's points. And we're like, Hey, we need the driver ASAP. And, uh, luckily that we worked an agreement out to be able to make me do it and make it worth everybody's wild. Um, and we went and did that, you know, as everybody watched the race, it was pretty disappointing, dismal day, uh, especially being with the new team and, and, we could say getting into it with a teammate of all people. So it was a uh, wish we could have gone back and changed some things there, but either way, it was a great opportunity to work with those guys and Seth Smith. And, um, you know, everybody knows if, if you're late model in late model racing, you know, Seth Smith, he's a guy that's been in it for a long time and moved on to the truck series. So uh, getting to work with guys like that and, and David and everybody at Tricom is great. Uh, I hope I can do more with them in the future. Uh, but everybody knows that it's about the partnerships you can bring to the table and, like I said, making it worth everybody's while. But hopefully in the future, I got some things, talking to some people, trying to work some things out to run some more trucks. It's uh, it's just kind of make sure that we don't rush into anything, make sure we keep our heads about us and, and make the right decision to hopefully have more of a long-term relationship in the truck series. Chat with Lane Riggs on the GSX Raps Hotline. And Lane, uh, I, I wanted to ask this question just because of your your in-depth um relationship with the cars tour for a long period of time you started running the cars tour full-time uh very young in your career um and and not by any means are you old but you took a year away you've come back these last couple of race weekends obviously you'll be with us again this coming week talk about the things that you have seen as a driver and as a competitor that have changed uh, with the new ownership and, and how we've kind of progressed from this local regional series to what's now really become the premier late model stock car national series as far as a touring series. Every event that I've gone to so far, Hickory and Ace being a quote regular event, you know, it's, it wasn't huge money up for grabs. It wasn't anything like a, a big 30,000 race or anything. They all felt like, big events and and that's what guys like us that go and, and put their their super suit on the weekend on and, and become weekend warriors that's what we want to do we want everybody to be watching we want it to be a big spectacle and have an opportunity to be seen and and show our talent so 
you know, I'm super happy with the way it's been going. You know, it's still on, on the weekends and uh, the, the management's all the same. Everything feels the same there. But, you know, when it comes about the time to qualify, you look up in the stands and it's full. And everybody talks about it. Everybody knows about it. And it's pretty much if you're not if you're not here at the cars tour on the weekends, then you're not getting seen in local racing. So it's a it's it's a, it's the place to be. It's the place everybody wants to be. And I think every event from here on out is going to get even bigger after Wilkesboro, the thirty thousand race coming up at Tri County. It's a it's going to be one that everybody is going to be watching. And I do have to, and I do want to ask you this because I know it was something that was brought to your attention. Like you said. This particular field, the top 26 and owner points, uh, and then, um, you know, basically champ- or provisionals that were given by the series. And you were given one of those series uh, provisionals. And I think that says a lot to, says a lot about you as far as your commitment to the cars tour, obviously being the national champion on the NASCAR side. Um, how important is that make you feel that the cars tour wanted you to be part of this event on Wednesday night? It meant a lot. You know, last year when we went away to to do our our national championship for NASCAR, it was it wasn't a decision to quit running cars tour races. It was something that we were kind of forced to do. And you know, if I wasn't given the opportunity, I probably would have run every race last year if I could have. So I think everybody realizing that that I wanted to be there and I wanted to be there at these races at the beginning of the year, but school wasn't able to make that happen. Uh, they recognized that what we did and what we're trying to do, and that we really deserved to be in this race. So. Um, Thank you to Dale Jr. He's kind of the one that made this happen. I know that uh, Jack or, or Keely or them really couldn't pull the trigger on that. It had to be somebody in ownership. So, it uh, you know, thankful to him that he came to me at Hickory and was like, hey, uh, I know, you know I, I kind of insinuated, hey, what about Wilkesboro? I, I really want to run, but, you know, I don't want to impose or just assume. He's like, oh, well, we, we, need to, we need to have you in at the national champion. He said it would look silly on our part not to have – the quote unquote best late model stock driver in the country right now run our race at Wilkesboro. So I, uh, that made me feel really good. Feel like our accomplishments last year paid off and to give me more opportunities to, to showcase myself this season. Lane, one thing that's, that's very important to you. Uh, and I, and I, and take a lot of pride in, in this because I think it's very, it speaks volumes of you as a young man, your schooling is very important to you. Um, and, and going for a, a really high pressured, uh, degree, I believe in mechanical engineering, uh, at UNC Charlotte. Um, that's another reason that, that you haven't been able to get to the racetrack as often here early in the season, because you're, you're going through a really difficult semester. Uh, like you said, you got finals coming up, but talk a little bit about how important school is for you and, and what you want to do with that degree once you've obtained that it is important i've over the years i I decided back in i remember it was freshman year in high school that i wanted to be a mechanical engineer just uh anything mechanical just interests me you know had toy cars always take them apart figure out how they work first before i even use them so um it's always been a passion of mine sure the schooling gets a little it, it gets tough at times you know you have three tests in two days and then also you got to be at the racetrack that night and then you got to race the next day and be back to study for a day to do another quiz and test on the next day so it's it's a uh, it's very difficult to do it's it's a very busy lifestyle um, but i wouldn't have it any other way i know that that when i graduate here in about a year or so it's going to mean so much and i've already noticed that you know even though i haven't gotten my degree yet and just what i've done in school has helped me a lot on my own racing I, i'm just thinking out of the box on things, getting new ideas about setup, and uh, just kind of thinking in a way that I wasn't able to do before. So I think that, you know, UNC Charlotte putting my mind to the test has also put my mind to the test on my own personal things, my racing, 
and uh, knowing that no matter what, uh, you know, even if the driving thing doesn't work out one day, I feel like I'll always have a career path. I'll always have somewhere to be. And uh, I think setting my life up early like this is really important for me and something that other kids should look into doing as well. I want to I want to ask you something um, that that's a, a little bit on the comical side. I saw this on Facebook last week. Can uh, you please explain to me how the kitten fell in between the center block wall? And then there's a video of your dad Scott basically drilling out this concrete wall to save. Was it was it more than one kitten or just the one kitten? No, it was just the one. Uh, it was actually my grandpa's shop, which was dad's old race shop back in the day we were just over there visiting at at my grandpa's shop and we picked him up to go to lunch and he's like i hear something like a screeching sound we're like what are you talking about so we walked over she's like back here we listened and we're like what is that sound and i walked over to the wall and i said something's in this wall it turns out that there was stray as a stray cat that got up in my grandpa's roof of his shop and had kittens in the roof somehow he didn't know about any of this and it actually like the kitten somehow crawled over to the side and top of the cinder block wall and it fell down through the cinder blocks bang zigzag down to the bottom and uh in the, obviously like the night before or something because it was the first time we heard it and it was still meowing so um yeah very lucky that we heard that but and we're like, what are we going to do? There's no way to get it out. And we're like, well, the only thing we can do is just drill the wall out. We can't just leave it in there. So uh, it was an eventful day at the, the Riggs Plantation. We did uh, we did some cat rescue. So I thought that was pretty entertaining to put on the Internet for everybody to well, see. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I saw it. So it definitely, I know if it caught my eye, it probably caught a bunch of people's eyes. But, um, man, I, I can't thank you enough for, on short notice to jump on here and, and chat with us. And, and, I'll, and I'll tell you, man, it's, it's good to see you back um, at Cars Tour events. Um, like you said, man, you've got that, that, that volunteer uh, crew that comes with you each and every week. I get to see Gary Creech, my buddy. Uh, every time I know Lane Riggs going to be at the racetrack, I know I get to catch up with him. It's always good to see you, your dad, your grandfather, everybody that comes with the Riggs, man. And uh, like I said, I, I can't thank you enough for jumping on here short notice. To, to chat with us and get you caught up on what you're doing. Um, before I let you go, man, I, I know that you, you've got some uh, some potential plans, but also those sponsors that help you get to the racetrack each and every week want to give you a chance to thank those individuals. Yes, sir. Uh, the guys that have been behind me for a long time, uh, your tank lines, Infinity Communications, Turner Asphalt, Creech Heating and Air, Jacobs Glass Company, Glenn Tire Sales, DreamWorks Motorsports, RPM Real Off Service, United Auto Parts, Durham, uh, so many people that helped me and have been behind me so much. And, and you know, big shout out to Infinity Communications. And I know a lot of people know Jeff Coffey from Durham. Um, he's he's helped us so much and given me to every opportunity I've had in the truck series was because of him. So, you know, huge testament to him. I couldn't thank him more than ever. So a great friend to have in racing, somebody that's very passionate about it and has faith in me is, is what it takes in this sport. But yeah, back to the to the late model stuff. You know, I hope we can run better at Wilkesboro this weekend than what we've been running. It's uh, we've been struggling. I'm telling you, it's we've had to do a reset. Hickory was found out something was wrong with the rear end in the car, and then Ace, we found some other setup things that were just off from what we what we needed to be. So, 
uh, we're going to do our homework. We're really going to try to change some things up at Wilkesboro. We're going to either be really, really good or there's a potential that we're going to be really bad. But we got to swing for the fences. We can't just go out and be content with 10th to 15th place every weekend. we got to step our game up to match these other guys. So we're doing our homework. We hope it pays off. Well, I think that's also a testament to, to how – how much this sport changes in, at the blink of an eye as far as technology and and not that you guys are doing anything wrong but you guys are a little out of practice and I think you know and you even admittedly said that uh at, at Hickory that you felt like you were a little behind the eight ball I think obviously made some strides at ace and I think uh we all expect you to make some strides and be there um to contend for the win in North Wilkesboro on Wednesday night and like I said and I'll, I'll offer you the invitation I offer anybody man you get the opportunity to to take the elevator ride uh, on Wednesday night up there at North Wilkesboro we would love to have you back on to talk about it here on the stickered up podcast Yes, sir, for sure. It's always an honor to be on, and I look forward to seeing you at Wilkesboro. Sounds good. That's Lane Riggs, driver of the number 99 Pereer Tank Lines. Late model stock car, Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. We'll take this opportunity to come down pit road, sticker up, we return. We will preview Wednesday night's Window World 125 and Pro Late Model from North Wilkesboro. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered Up, official podcast of the Cars Tour. Practice race. At Performance Racing Warehouse, home of the PRW chassis, they feel the thrill of victory and agony of defeat with every customer. With a cutting-edge, track-tested chassis, they know what it takes to build a race-winning machine. The PRW chassis has a proven track record of wins and championships that speak for themselves. When you're ready to take your performance to the next level, come visit Performance and let them get you in victory lane. Online at performancecenter.com. Also, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok. And you can call Performance Racing Warehouse at 704-838-1400. Courier Tank Lines, a trucking company run by drivers for drivers. For over three generations, Courier has been leading in driver happiness, client satisfaction, and safety. They love trucking, family, and racing. As a per-year driver, you'll earn up to 100000 per year plus exceptional benefits, including exclusive access to per-year racing events. Enjoy flexible scheduling, career path opportunities, zero split seating, and much more. Visit driveperyear.com to learn more. We're all familiar with the term batteries not included. Well, that does not apply to Volt Battery distributed by Meredith Battery. They're all about batteries. Meredith Battery has Volt Batteries for all applications, including auto, marine, commercial, golf cars, power sport, and motorsport. Meredith Battery of Anderson, South Carolina. Their Volt Battery customers are frequent visitors to Victory Lane at your local short tracks in the Southeast each and every week. For more information and to buy your next Volt Battery, contact the team at 864-226-9099. 864-226-9091 and on Facebook and Instagram. Volt Battery distributed by Meredith Battery, the official battery of the Cars Tour and the Stickered Up Podcast. GXS Wraps is your one stop for all your vehicle and motorsports graphics needs. Since 2018, GXS Wraps has offered turnkey solutions including design, printing, and installation of premium final graphics for fleet vehicles, personal vehicles, and race cars. 100% 
of our services offered are completed at our 4,800 square foot facility located in Apex, North Carolina. Check us out on the web, gxsraps.com, or give us a call, 919-213-0371 to get started on your next wrap. GXS Wraps, the official graphics partner of the Cars Tour and the Stickered Up Podcast. For laser cutting and CNC bending, Geo Cut for media blasting and surface conditioning. GeoCut, South Boston, Virginia, for powder coating. GeoCut, on-demand laser cut parts. Just go to geocutfabrication.com. Upload your part drawing. Select the material and quantity and then see your instant quote immediately with the option to order right then and there. 434-201-4824. GeoCutfabrication.com. 611 Railroad Avenue, South Boston, Virginia. One part or one million parts. GeoCut has you covered. This is Marcus Richman with RNS Race Cars. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn. White flag this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast with the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. Uh, just a quick note that we will not have an episode next week as uh, Morgan and I will actually be in North Wilkesburg uh, in the middle of next week for the running of the Cars Tour race at North Wilkesboro next Wednesday night, May 17th. Uh, they will be practicing on Tuesday um, with the ASA Super Late Models. The ASA Super Late Models will actually run on Tuesday night at 7.30. Cars Tour action takes precedent on Wednesday. Um, late Model Stock Hard Practice on Wednesday starts at 11.45. They'll alternate with the Pro Late Models until 2 o'clock. And then Late Model Stock Hard Practice or Qualifying will take place at 4 45 pro late models will take the track at 5 15 fan fest on the front stretch that will take place from six o'clock to 7 p.m driving reductions at 7 15 pre-row ceremonies at 7 45 the green flag will rave at eight o'clock pro late models will take the track for 100 laps and the late model stock car will take uh, 125 laps around the historic 5 8 mile at North Wilkesboro Speedway. At the time of our recording, we do have the 38 cars that will start the late-mile stock car race on Wednesday night. Those drivers include Deke McCaskill, Ronnie Bassett Jr., Brendan Queen, Landon Pimbleton, Andrew Grady, Brandon Pierce, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dylan Wilson, Chase Burrow, Bryant Barnhill, Bobby McCarty, Brad Keselowski, Carson Quapple, Chase Burrow, Caden Honeycutt, Jared Fryer, Ryan Millington, Chad McCombie, Josh Dickens, Harrison Burton, Landon Huffman, Mason Diaz, Ross Chastain, Zach Miracle, Carson Brown, William Sawalowicz, Connor Jones, Isabella Robusto, Connor Zilich, Kevin Harvick, Cameron Bolin, Connor Hall, Minnie Tyrell, Jacob Hefner, to be determined for the 79A and the and the, the 98 for AK Motorsports. Our most recent guest today on the Stickered Up podcast, Lane Riggs. And rounding out the 38-car field, the number 99 of Daniel Suarez. So taking a look at that entry list, uh, Morgan, you've got some cup regulars, some Hall of Famers, Daytona 500 winners, Cars Tour champions. Um and I wanted to bring you on because you're actually going to be going to the racetrack with us next week. And, I am, yeah. I'm excited. And uh, you grew up in Boone, but this will be the first time that you've ever stepped foot on the property at North Wilkesboro. Yeah, and, you know, you know my background. I mean, I, I've been in the sports arena, you know, since I graduated, you know, from a local university. And um, I've been around uh, NASCAR that entire time, but prior to college, not at all. And so I would drive by North Wilkesboro Speedway 
probably a thousand times um, and just always wondered what it would be like. Now, when I got into uh, broadcasting, I uh, was able to do, you know, my own version of what you do uh, and did it for a number of years. Got to travel to some really cool places and did shows from uh, the Brickyard uh, at, at Indianapolis. And I, I, I'm almost looking forward to, you know, walking into North Wilkesboro because I think I'm going to have a very similar feeling to when I walked into Indy. And it's just, uh, for a race fan, it's just another... Uh, it's like a, uh, an experience that's not in this world. I mean, it just kind of puts the hair on the back of your neck, uh, standing straight up. And as you mentioned, the field and having some of the veterans come in and, and race uh, the Cars Tour, I kind of agree with you and Lane. I think uh, it's going to be a Cars Tour veteran that's going to have the best shot to win that race. And, uh, but the spotlight that it puts on the tour I mean, it's huge. This year has been really, really different. I mean, this is yeah. your this is your third season uh, hosting Stickered Up, uh, and we've seen the tour grow. But I mean, the second season is probably the linchpin, yeah, because that's when everybody started to recognize, wow, there's real talent uh, at this level. And now, obviously, you've got Dale Jr., uh, Kevin Harvick, Burton. You've got that whole group now involved, which puts even more more eyes on it and more ears on the podcast and the website and everything that goes on with the Cars Tour. And it kind of reminds me of how NASCAR used to be. Yeah, uh, when you know the drivers were very accessible, uh, they would hang out and, and and really pay attention to the fan base. Um, you just don't see that much anymore. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's hard to do. It's so corporate now. But this is like grassroots. It really feels good. Yeah, I'm really excited. Again, um, for, for those that don't know, uh, my first cup race was at North Wilkesboro. My, my uncle and my grandfather took me on first cup race. And, what an awesome story. And, it and you know, um, and I've shared this story with you, but to, but to be able to sit on pit wall with Dale Jr. at the conclusion of last year's race and just have a conversation with him. And be able to thank him for, mm -hmm. for making all that happen. And this is long before he bought the series. Sure. Um, but to see 20-plus thousand people in the stands for that race, yeah. I have no reason to believe that it won't be just as crowded, if not more crowded, um, this coming Wednesday night um, to, to watch, in my opinion, the best short track racers in the country. Um, and I think it's a testament, like you said, I think with – um, all the eyeballs that are on this series now with with the with bringing them on to flow sure. which has more eyeballs um i just think it's a good thing and to be in conjunction with nascar all-star weekend with the trucks being there on friday night and the all-star race on sunday it's just a, it's a great opportunity for the cars tour to uh to become even bigger than it already is in a very short period of time so i'm excited about that well and you don't have uh you don't have the interest in the purchase if uh you know the movers and the shakers don't see the potential uh for moving this forward i know that there are a lot of uh, uh i shouldn't say a lot there's some naysayers that are concerned that this is going to price some people out of the racing i think it's not i think yeah. this is this is going to lift the entire series up um i mean I, and i think covid did a interesting thing for racing it kind of uh, it made uh, these 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 circuits kind of uh, do more with less and figure out how to do more with less yeah. and the racing try to keep the racing at the quality that it because uh, you, you don't have to have a thousand tires you can you can make it work uh, on these short tracks and 
I think that's a that's a big positive for the future. Uh, I'm excited to see it uh, kind of unfold, and uh, you've kind of got this farm system now for the big leagues and uh, all these teams, all these uh, you know big deep pockets. You know they're they're gonna they're gonna start putting some younger people into the series. Uh, yeah. But I I, th- I think Jack and Keeley and Junior and that whole group they're gonna find a way to keep it affordable for the local. Uh, to have them race. And I think what's really going to be really cool is to see how well the car store drivers do against the big boys. Well, we'll be excited to see how it goes. Excited to have you uh, join me up at North Wilkesboro next week. So uh, before we get out of here on this edition of Stickered Up, got to thank the people that help it come to you each and every week. Career Tank Lines, Performance Center Racing Warehouse, GeoCut, Volt Battery Technology, GXX Wraps, and then, of course, our friends here at Broadcasting Experts, Morgan and Dave Perkins. Until next time, this is Stephen Dunn. This is the Stickered Up Podcast. Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be available wherever you download your podcasts.